everybody. Kijamina here with Real Talk Our Journey. And I have Lynn and Siobhan with me again today. Hi, ladies. Hi, everyone. Hi. Did you guys get outside and enjoy the weather today? I did. I actually got my girls out. We're learning how to ride our bikes. And I took the dog for a walk. So we got some sun rays, some, you know, heat and good times. I did my niece's nails and I actually got on the trampoline with the kids today. So nice <laughs> job. One in itself. Awesome. Well, today we have a special guest with us. Um, our topic for today will be mental health. So we have Alexandra McGuand with us. Welcome, Alexandra. Alexandra is a clinical supervisor at the Child Guidance Resource Center, and she's graduated from Lock Haven University with a bachelor's in psychology and St. John's University with a master's in clinical mental health counseling. So welcome, Alexandra, with us today. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Did you get to enjoy the weather today, too? I did. I got to go out with my eight-month-old and my husband. Um, we, you know, went for a walk, and it was great. That's nice. New baby in the house. I'm sure that's uh, interesting with the pandemic that we have going on. It is, and I'm a first-time mom, so it's just all, you know, new experiences for me. Well, welcome to the group as a mom. That's amazing. We just had a few uh, questions we wanted to ask today just to kind of start the topic on mental health and um, have that conversation. So thank you again for being here with us. So for me, I wanted to know, um, why do you think that there's such a stigma on talking about mental health, especially around certain diagnoses, get more of a negative stigma than others? And what can we do as allies or advocates to change that stigma? So I think it's really important to understand the statistics behind mental health. Um, according to NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness, they have reported in 2018 that 19.1% of U.S. adults um, that's 47.6 million people have experienced mental illness. So to put that into perspective, that represents one in five U.S. adults. Um, it just shows how it's a more common thing than we think. Um, I also think that in many cultures, mental health is viewed as, as being uh, weak or incompetent. And oftentimes there's this fear of self-doubt self -doubt and shame. And we want to stare away from that. Uh, when looking at adolescents, there's this fear that if it's talked about that an individual would be bullied in school or even as an adult, um, it may be harder to fit in socially um, to find a significant other, um, just to make friends and connect with others in general. And some may lose out on employment opportunities as well. I think as allies and advocates, we can definitely support individuals who have a diagnosis through looking, through having that open discussion about it, understanding what the symptoms are, um, ways to treat and cope with the diagnosis, in addition to uplifting that individual by giving them words of encouragement, attending support groups with them, or letting them know what their options are as far as support groups and workshops and even other events that are happening throughout. I think it's important to also know that this month is Mental Health Awareness Month, and it's been observed since 1949, so I think it's, you know, it's a stepping stone to um, getting it known and, you know, breaking that wall that has been up for so long. Um, and then even lastly, looking at that individual experiencing mental health symptoms, uh, seeking treatment is, you know, your ultimate um, option as well, and, you know, join us support group if you're not quite ready to talk to a therapist individually, um, just knowing that there's others there to support you. 
um, and avoid labeling yourself, you know, with the illness, instead of saying I'm bipolar, uh, you have to say, you know, I have bipolar disorder, or I've been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Um, and, you know, once if we were in a school setting, talking to your guidance counselor, if you're able to do a Zoom meeting with them, since we're in this virtual world right now. So those are some other things that I thought um, could be, you know, helpful. Thank you. And thank you for, you know, highlighting that it's Mental Health Awareness Month. That's a great thing to know. Is there some places that we can go for resources as allies and advocates if we want to learn more information about mental health awareness a month, like maybe what's going on out there and how we can get involved? Absolutely. Uh, the NAMI website, it's NAMI.org. They um, would be a good resource to kind of introduce some things that are going on this month. We'll make sure that we put that information on all of our social media platforms. So thank you for sharing that. Can you just uh, spell NAMI out just so we all know we're looking for the right website? NAMI.org. NAMI.org. Of course, with the pandemic, just a reminder, we are doing this virtually. So we're used to being around the table and kind of seeing and hugging and touching and feeling each other while we're talking. Um, and this is all on a Zoom so we can see each other. But of course, with technology, you love it sometimes and it can also hinder you sometimes. So once again, it's NAMI.org. Thank you, Alexandra. No Good problem. for us, Gigi. I appreciate that. No problem. <laughs> I wasn't sure if we could all hear each other. We weren't sure what was going on. So thank you and please be patient. Um, thank you, Alexandra, for that information. I really appreciate it. Um, one of the big questions I'm going to pose to you and welcome to the Mommy's Club. Um, being home with your children, you have an eight month old. So, you know, you have a tiny one that still demands a lot of attention and is very needy. But um, for your situation, how are you handling things and, you know, the anxiety with your child, if your child has anxiety or you, um, just like myself, I, I have um, a 17-year-old, a two-year-old, and a four-year-old, and a one-year-old dog. Let me just throw that on top. So, <laughs> <laughs> Can't forget the dog. Any advice that you can give to moms out there like us um, to kind of keep our anxiety levels down as well as our children? Absolutely. I think it's important to also understand what anxiety is and what it looks like. Um, so anxiety is unhelpful thinking patterns we experience when our mind fixates on threat, uncertainty, and negativity. Um, in order to overcome that unhelpful thinking, it's best to just get in front of it by learning how to respond to it in a helpful way. So sticking to the COVID-19 facts and educating your kids on the CDC guidelines of proper hand washing and daily disinfecting of frequently touched surfaces is definitely important in this time. Um, and then when you're looking at those facts, finding and sticking to credible sources for your news um, and daily updates, definitely I would only recommend checking uh, once a day because if you're checking more, it may cause you know, an increase in anxiety and stress and we don't want that. Um, and last but not least, keep busy with your children. Um, you know, there's ideas such as having a chopped cooking competition, uh, creating a weekly family tradition, such as movie night Mondays, board game Fridays, um, and setting a schedule for smaller children to continue to have that structure outside of the school setting um, is definitely recommended. And also getting outside and getting active. Um, you mentioned going outside earlier and being able to enjoy that fresh weather. So continue to do that. Um, and also FaceTiming family and friends uh, is a way to stay connected and keep that support system um, in this time. My youngest likes to do a fashion show outside, just so you guys know. 
So it's beautiful. And we, we have two chairs out front and she had her sister and I, so I have a 16 and a nine year old, her sister and I sitting down and she was uh, doing a fashion show and everyone's name had a baby in front of it. She was making fun of the, um, if anyone saw the MTV Music Awards, I think it was like every singer or songwriter had, it was baby somebody, baby somebody. So all okay. her fashion uh, models were baby somebody in this fashion show. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely the outside helps. She's very entertained. So whether it was outside or inside, you were enjoying your day. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll video it for you guys. And Please send it do. To you. <laughs> Please do. I've been doing TikToks with my niece. So we're doing her nails and she's like, and I'm just right along with her. And the whole Carol Baskin one has been stuck in our head. And that's what we've been doing. And my son's been like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll update you guys on my TikTok dances. Absolutely. Andrea, for moms that do not have a support system, which is really huge for us as moms and family, what do you suggest who do not have a support system? Lynn went out just a little bit with her question, but I think she's asking in regards to a support system for those that may not have family around. So I would um, recommend seeking some kind of online support group through um, apps such as What to Expect, the Baby Center for those who have younger children. Um, in addition to Facebook and Instagram, there's definitely a lot of groups on there as well for um, mothers who are looking for that support that they're unable to get in this time. Um, and then possibly seeking therapy through telehealth could be an option as well. Um, I know a lot of churches are doing some virtual um, meetings as well, so that could also be um, a support system. That's good. And, and to go back real quick on Lynn with the TikTok, um, we should definitely do a TikTok as a group one time. And that would oh, be God. something. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. You never know, you know? I'm just saying. I think, we, I think we should. Just to let everyone know, Lynn's face just lit up completely when I said that. <laughs> and Siobhan is thinking I'm, cra I'm going crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm a shy one. I don't do things like that. My daughter gets on me all the time. Mom, do this TikTok with me. And I'm like, no, but I guess I need to jump into the times with everyone else. <laughs> Yeah. Alexandra, I would love to see you do a TikTok with your eight-month-old. I think that would be cute. I'll try. <laughs> I will definitely try. <laughs> so for me, I have a teenager at home who, um, she was diagnosed. Um, and one of the things that has helped her when we were in the school setting is that she had me as a support system. She had her psychiatrist, her psychologist. And then of course, the wonderful, you know, I, I do want to give a shout out to Westchester Area School District. Her IEP team was amazing from middle school to high school. But now that we're at home in this pandemic, um, some of those resources are not available for her. So I've kind of become the mom plus all of that additional support. And her and I have come a very long way in building our mother-daughter relationship. So I'm wondering how do you navigate that and making sure that when you're having to put on the other hats, it's not affecting the parent and the child relationship? Absolutely. So I first want to start off and... Um you know, acknowledge that you're doing an amazing job. And it sounds like uh, your daughter has that support system at school, but with us being virtually, um, I would definitely recommend, you know, keeping things calm and open with her and doing daily check-ins, um, asking how she's feeling. You know, graduation is not around the corner just yet for her, but, you know, there's uh, other things like 
junior prom, there's um, spring sports, there's spirit week. So things like that, that um, she's not able to experience this year. I would de definitely say that um, you can do something where you have spirit week in the house or you do some virtual spirit week with friends and neighbors and celebrate in the living room. Um, different days, you know, twin day and um, I'm aging myself right now because I don't remember any of the spirit week days that we had. So pajama day, twin day, what's the yeah. other one? Crazy uh, wacky hat day. day, wacky hat day. There we go. Yep. Mismatch day. So, day. That's my favorite. Mismatch day because yeah. that's the one day you can dress as crazy as possible and everyone else looks as crazy as possible. No, so mine, is day. I was like, <laughs> mine is dress your best day. <laughs> my son's is dress your best day because he's like, I can wear a tie. I can put on my Sperry. Because oh, so, he wears a uniform, so he's completely able to dress down. So he loves dress down these i know yeah. my nine-year-old is mismatch day so i and, and she goes from the ponytail the the hair ties are different colors down to the earrings to the shirt to the skirt plus pants socks even shoes she goes she goes um, in full from top to bottom she goes all the way in See, my oh, favorite is wacky hair day because i just let my girls go to hair school with this whole afro in their heads <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so just keeping it fun. Like we mentioned so many, you know, different things that you could do. Um, and definitely reminding her that this is only temporary. Um, if she's willing to even journal throughout this journey and kind of talk to you about what she's written down, that could also be a thing that you guys can um, use as a check-in. I like that. And her, it's interesting you said the junior prom because she's a junior this year. And my nine-year-old, um, she asked me if her sister was thinking of going to the junior prom because she would love to figure out a way to decorate the house for her and still have her dress right. up and take pictures like if she was going to her junior prom, which I thought that was really nice that her, her sister was thinking about that. I think sometimes we forget when we're having conversations right. how much our kids pick up on those conversations mm -hmm. and how things are going. So it was nice that she acknowledged that for her sister. So I, I like that idea. That's, that's nice. During this time and moments of crisis, we know that issues such as depression, alcoholism, domestic violence, et cetera, increase. Why do you think that? So I think it's completely normal to experience a wide range of emotions at this time. When we look at the term stress, um, the amygdala is the central area of our brain that's responsible for stress response. And with that being said, um, this pandemic has without a doubt caused many families and individuals to be stressed out. Um, whether it's because they're now either unemployed, unemployed or um, furloughed or an essential worker having to go out every day while everyone else is staying at home. Um, being able to have that open line of communication um, is definitely important and talking about your feelings and emotions throughout this time. Um, having some couples time and watching a movie or, you know, playing a board game, having a late night dinner once the kids are put to bed could be um, something to kind of um, prevent that feeling, you know, the emotions that are snowballing or could potentially snowball. Could you give some tips for someone that maybe has difficulties with communication? Just when you're saying, you know, take that time um, when the kids are not around, maybe do like a, a small to get, you know, just quiet time for them, for you and your partner, or even if it's a roommate or whoever your support system is in the household. 
Yeah, I would suggest using I statements. Um, you never want to say, well, um, you don't want to deflect how you're feeling um, and blame the other person, you know, the significant other partner um, for something that you may have, you know, experienced at work that day or just internally have been experienced. And so I would definitely continue to use I statements to communicate effectively what you're trying to get across to that person. Okay. Yeah, could I think, you yep. give us no sorry, go ahead. DJ. No, I'm <laughs> could good. you give us for someone who doesn't know what an I statement really is, could you kind of give us an example to open sure. the lines of communication? Sure. So um, if someone's upset with their partner because maybe they decided to um, go out shopping for groceries instead of communicating that with their partner, um, an I statement for that would be, I didn't feel okay with you leaving and not letting me know um, that you were going to go shopping as opposed to, oh, um, the growth uh, I don't know. <laughs> You're okay. We put you on the spot there. <laughs> Sorry about that. It. I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. This is where we improvise, Alexandra. That's the whole point of the podcast, you know? We put, we put you on the spot, and then we all sit there, and we have blanks for a minute, and then the light bulb comes on. It happens. And then we'll start talking yeah. about something up, uh, something else for a little bit, and then you'll remember what you were about to say. Yeah, I'd blank. Don't place the blame on the other person. But I would definitely always focus you on saying I. I, like how you feel. Yeah, you just use I instead of you didn't yeah. do this. Is I was upset because this happened. And See, that's Alexandra's still with positivity, so she doesn't want to put that I you stuff into her atmosphere. I get it. <laughs> She's like, don't even bring it up. Just thank you, thank you for acknowledging Please. my feelings. We're there in quarantine go. time. We don't want no trouble. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, um, so, I, I, go ahead. No, so you guys, have, you know, you guys have to t tell me to be quiet because I keep going, right? I, the girls have permission. <laughs> Liz and Siobhan have permission to cut me off because sometimes I keep rambling. So I'll let Siobhan go. I'm good. <laughs> no, and I, I really just had another, a question for you too, Alexandra. Um, in this state we are, you see on the news that um, certain parts of the state are actually starting to go to this yellow zone where they're starting to open up different locations and things are starting to slowly open up. Um, what are some things that we can kind of put in place um, going forward or moving into this new norm, especially for people that don't know how to deal with change well? You know, um, yeah. we go from this isolation situation right on into back to work, 8 to 4.30 or 3 to 11 or however it is. Um, so what are some of the suggestions that you may have to kind of help people gradually make this change? So I would definitely say taking it one day at a time to not overwhelm um, ourselves. Definitely following those CDC guidelines and not forgetting to still use a mask, although we'll be in that yellow um, phase. And definitely continuing to have some kind of structure to our daily and weekly activities. Um, if someone's going back to work, I would suggest that um, you know, they're taking all precautions when they are leaving the house and even coming home, making sure that they're stripping their clothes of, you know, throwing it right in the washer to prevent from spreading anything that could potentially continue to spread until we get to that green phase. 
that's some good information. So with all this talk that we were having, one of the things that came to mind to me was, um, what do you like to do, Alexandra, right now during this pandemic for your, your me time? Because that's something that everyone needs, I feel, even when we're not in a pandemic, just to kind of you know navigate through life and put yourself in a good place as you take on everything that's going on. Yeah, so I've been doing some mindfulness um, exercises and I just find like, you know, um, a quick five or 10 minute video on YouTube. Um, definitely have been working out a lot more. Um, there's like a trail behind my house. So I've been running every other day. Um, I have began to self-reflect by journaling and I recently downloaded a motivational quote app on my phone so that gives me that positive affirmation um, a couple times a day you can kind of set your settings to however often you want to get a quote um, and I can provide the app to you guys so that you have it available to the listeners if they're interested and I've also been doing a lot of virtual happy hours and not necessarily drinking every time but just connecting with family and friends through if I'm cooking getting ready to cook dinner um, we consider it like a, a quick little happy hour where we just cook together so those are some of the things that I've been doing to kind of keep that self-care going absolutely my family and I did a virtual Easter egg hunt with the kids so that was something <laughs> all, nice. all the kids went hunting for their eggs at home and then we got on the zoom call and we could all watch it and it was nice for my parents and then a happy hour we've been doing but mine does occasionally have a glass of wine i'm not gonna lie well isn't that what happy hour means though i'm just go siobhan i'm not gonna disagree (laughs) with you happy hour to me let's have a nice glass of wine you know once we're done with this episode i think i'll I'll celebrate with a nice glass of wine maybe (laughs) i'll do it what's your favorite wine My favorite wine is red Moscato. Mm. That's my favorite. Okay. Very good. Yeah. I, I, I indulge in a little happy hour as well, but um, I've been, um, all of my siblings are pretty much in uh, Massachusetts. I have one in Texas and everybody else is in Massachusetts. So um, we've been doing Zoom calls, trying to reach out to each other and talk to each other and see each other face to face since I haven't been able to see them. Because this whole quarantine COVID-19 thing, uh, messed up my vacation for me to go see my family so <laughs> but we're still together we still talk to each other pretty much at least two three times a week so it's good, That's good. what about you Lynn uh I actually I Downingtown fit boot camp they have a Facebook page where they have morning workouts so me and my best friend we have been FaceTiming and we've been trying to do them together so we're actually going to do a six-week summer at home challenge and we're going to do it together totally each other mm-hmm. accountable i talk to her i call her i watch nail videos <laughs> so just keep yourself busy <laughs> that's good well alexandra i want to thank you again for joining us and um you've given us some great information it was nice to have the conversation and just kind of start that um together here and hopefully you know we can open that up to other individuals Once again, any information that we talked about today, we're gonna share on our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, um, Chester County Single Mothers website. So just look for that. And if you have any questions, maybe you wanna share your self-care or how you're getting through this pandemic, please drop that information on our social media websites as well. Um, And it's interesting that you said a positive affirmation, Alexandra, because I'm known for putting something every morning on Facebook and Instagram. And so one came to mind when we were doing this episode. And so I wanted to share that with everyone. 
It says, when life gives you a hundred reasons to break down and cry, show life that you have a million reasons to smile and laugh. And then it ends with stay strong. So nice thank one. you again. Yes. I, I, that was one that came to mind as soon as we started talking about having this episode. So Alexandra, thank you for being our first interviewee on our um, podcast. We enjoyed Woo! having you. <laughs> thank you for having me. Absolutely. And so hopefully we can um, continue this conversation. Maybe we can have you back for another episode and have a, a part two. Um, once again, it is Mental Health Awareness Month. So make sure that you're going to the website that we'll share with you on NAMI.org again. And um, thank you, Lynn and Siobhan, for being with us again. We enjoy all of us getting together. I miss hugging and seeing your faces. We miss you, know, you too. Around the table, <laughs> but it's nice to see the smiling faces virtually. So everyone, thank you again for joining us, and we will see you again soon. Bye. 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 Bye.